Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 67 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto in episode 77 through 79, where the invasion of the Leaf Village comes to an end. Yeah, and if you were thinking to yourself, man, I didn't get enough of a giant frog, well, get ready, we're gonna see a little bit more of it. Oh, we got frogs, kind of. We got all the frogs, fuckers, all the frogs. Let's jump in. (laughs) I wanted to do, like, my best, like, Rick, Uncle Rick impression, but I I couldn't. Grandpa Rick. Why did I call him Uncle Rick? (laughs) I don't know. This is so weird. We recorded last week, but, like, this is... I'm still on, like... We took a break from recording when we did KumoriCon, and I'm still... Like, I remember watching the episodes today and being like, I don't remember anything that happened. Like, have we even (laughs) watched these shows before? So, and and also, what else is weird about this is that we're recording this episode more than a week before it releases. We're actually recording this this episode before the previously recorded episode is available for you guys to listen to, and we haven't done that in a while either. So we're to- I'm just off. I just don't know what's happening at all. Yeah, we're we're really close to being adult podca- podcasters. You guys, we're so shut close. up. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get started on the show, uh, we have a couple of uh, businesses uh, to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I wanted to mention again that we do have a YouTube page. Um, if you are interested in getting some YouTube content, or if you're thinking to yourself, man, oh man, I am sick of listening to a podcast, which is weird that you're listening to us right now. Um, and you would rather just watch it on YouTube or have it on YouTube in the background. Um, I've started posting our episodes. Uh, episodes one through three um, are already on YouTube. Um, they just have like a meme in the background uh, and then audio play. Um, so if you're interested in that, that is there already. Um, and if you are interested in watching some other scripted content, uh, we started re-releasing our episodes of Tenets. Um, I took a little bit of a break, um, to keep cutting the new episodes, um, just because I was working on it. Yeah. And KumariCon happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been working on that over the past couple of weeks. I've also had multiple videography jobs um, that I was wrapping up this past week. Uh, oh, so my life I work very... as a videographer. My name is Spencer. Anyways, shut up, you stupid idiot. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, we we uh, are wrapping up a whole bunch of things, so we are finally getting back on the horse uh, to <sighs> start releasing stuff this week. With that being said... Um, some other things that are coming up from Blake are, well, we have our voting coming up and that's not really from me. That's from both of us, which is mention the blog. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do that next. Do you want to do the Um, voting thing? You wanted to do the voting thing. Fine. Okay. (laughs) We're really organized and that's why you guys are listening. I'll talk about the blog. I just didn't have it written down anymore. (laughs) 
Okay, so before we started the episode today, um, I wanted to go over this voting that we've started to do. Um, in the past, I've done it where it's it's in it's really past. loose, uh, it, it really loosely um, taking um, uh, votes from people I know who watch the show or uh, people online that have finally started talking to us about like what show they would like to see next. Um, with that in mind, and really wanting to open it up as much as possible, we're going to start a running tally. Um, of every single vote that comes in for different shows and then start to stack them up. And I'm going to start posting um, every time we get closer to a show we have to vote on to replace inside of our roster um, what's been voted on before. Um, but in order to do that, I have to release uh, this uh, thing that we're going to be putting on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'm going to link to it on Instagram if I possibly can. Yeah, we uh, should Instagram be able to put it on the Reddit as well. Yeah, so I'm going to put it in all the different places, but what it's going to be is just a just like a s- real simple vote system. Um, so uh, you just go inside of there, and we'll have a couple of suggestions from us, um, and then we'll have a couple of suggestions um, that we've had in the past that I want to include in there as well. Um, and then last, there's going to be a write-in section. So if you don't see the anime that you really like, have like a burning desire to see on that list, please write in. Um, we love to hear from our, our people that are talking to us on Twitter. Um, if you've ever tried to talk to me on Twitter or if you go inside of Twitter and you're like, um, I wonder if they're talking to the people, somebody left me, um, a content, uh, a comment the other day. And I think they were just like, this will be a throwaway, uh, tweet, but it's kind of funny. And my response was just like, no, I'm going to talk to you and you're, you're not going to get away from this. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, this was a throwaway treat, but thank you for being so nice. And I'm like, yeah, fucker, I'm going to be nice to everybody. Yeah, we're nice, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry for not I don't, know, I don't actually know anything about this comment, so I don't know. You might be a nice person. Who knows? You're probably nice because yeah. you commented to us. Yeah, But that, this is the thing. If you've been listening for any period of time, you know when we previously have needed to replace a show that we've just kind of opened it up to a free-for-all. Anybody can contact us on any platform and suggest anything. And what's great about that is that we get a lot of cool suggestions. What sucks about that is that there's no quorum. There's no show that starts to take the lead. And so the previous times we put stuff on there, it was because all of the shows got basically like one or two votes, but we got like a lot of suggestions and we kind of mm-hmm. just picked whichever one seemed to have the most traction and that we were the most interested in or thought would be the best yeah. fit for the podcast. And this time we're going to doing that part before you get to vote. And that way you can vote on the things that we've already done. Since we've done this a few times, we kind of know some of the stuff that you guys would like to see. But obviously, mm-hmm. since you don't always know everything that you would like to see all at once when it comes up. And since new things are coming out all the time, that's why we want to provide that option for you to vote on something like whatever you'd like. So that still exists. I will say, though, we're going to give more weight to the votes for the things that we named specifically. So feel free to submit your own suggestions. But I those are probably unless they are really sick suggestions or unless we get a, an avalanche of suggestions for all the same thing. Those are probably going to serve more as a running tally of the shows that we'll put in our next survey the next time that we this comes up um yeah. which will be probably jojo's yeah 
Anyways, um, so uh, with that being said, do you wanna do you wanna go over the ones that you picked out? Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I've got the four. What do you want to do? The top two? We didn't. I mean, I know we kind of settled on one. Yeah. So I I brought four. We talked about it a little bit before recording. So my two that I'm putting up for a vote are Soul Eater and My Hero Academia. Um, yeah. These are both shows that we talk about a lot on here. Um, Soul Eater is done. It ran for about a year's worth of content as far as a weekly release. And um, so we could probably cover it in around a year. And My Hero Academia, as you probably know, if you're into anime at all, is the show right now. And yep. we both love it. And Spencer's caught up, I think. And I am is somewhere in the early parts of season three. And it's so mm-hmm. good. And I love cool. it. And it's ongoing. We don't, we haven't, I mean, unless you count Boruto as a far off extension of Naruto, we haven't had a show that's ongoing. I guess Fully Cooly was releasing new stuff when we happened to cover it. But like, this would be new for the show. So that's one of my suggestions. It's also a good excuse to watch it. Yeah. So my suggestions are going to be Hajime uh, no Impo. Uh, and if you've uh, never heard of this show, um, I'm I'm trying to pick two shows that are sort of off the beaten path for the way that I usually watch uh, anime. Um, most anime I watch falls underneath the, the genres of sci-fi um, or they fall underneath the genre of like um, kind of like mystical action. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff that uh, a lot of people, if they picked up a shonen anime, they would just be like, oh, this is what I expect. Um, but I really, really, I've heard a lot of good things about this show. Um, and they're like, namely you, from super eye patch wolf, probably. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you respect, you know, want to respect a sports anime, this is going to be one for you. It's apparently just like, uh, a fantastic movie and it would be really timely because Creed two apparently just came out and that movie's also supposed to be good. But I think I've only seen like one Rocky movie and I haven't seen Creed one. Whatever. Um, anyways, so <laughs> I haven't the, seen any Rocky movies, so I'm not really paying any attention to it. Although I do love yeah. Michael B. Jordan, so I'm torn. <laughs> the other one that I um, I heard about from a friend of mine that I used to work with in my previous job called Food Wars. Um, I've heard weird things about this show, but it's I'm pretty very popular. Interested. But we haven't seen it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very interested because it sounds like a show that I would never watch. Um, And with that being said, I think that you as our audience might be able to like grow with us um, and kind of go off the beaten path to see if we can like fall in love with it or if we can, you know, get that thing that that uh, strokes our ego the most, which is um, a clear representation where your opinion is good and everybody else's opinion is bad. Um, so, uh, if you yeah, want it, something like that, you might want to vote on that one. Yeah. And, and it, I like this too, because it's like, I'm bringing forward two shows that we are familiar with and that we both know we like, and that fit within that nice sci-fi fantasy action show niche. And what you've got for us is two shows that are outside of that bubble that mm-hmm. are, um, not known by us and probably not as well known by anime watchers. I I would say my two are probably more well known, although I don't have a perfect lock on exactly how big the food wars fandom is. Um, But yeah, and that's something that this is one of the reasons why we like to open it up to you guys as well, because I think they both have merit, you know, uh, 
it's like soul eater would allow us to do something that we really love that we could be excited about all the time. Um, My Hero Academia would be something that would hopefully turn some more listener heads because it's the big show right now. And if you are not watching it, it would get you into it. And if you are watching it, you could revel in it with us. But on the other end, um, Hajime no Ippo and Food Wars both have um, fans and they're both different types of anime and different from stuff that we've covered. So that also could serve to broaden your horizons as a listener if you also haven't watched them. Or it could serve to broaden our horizons for a listenership of people that are looking for shows that cover that type of anime, but that don't. So you guys get to choose. Which one do you want us to watch? Yep. Anyways, with that being said, uh, the last thing that we wanted to go over real quick is going to be the blog entries from Blake. Um, yeah. Where are, where, what are they going to be able to find and where? So the blog entries are coming up. That is going to be available on our Patreon page for some of them and on our website for others. Um, The Patreon page is going to be for the coverage of some some discussion of things that we talk about on the show. Um, The one thing that comes to mind, what we talked about early on with, um, with Cowboy Bebop, is looking at dub versus sub. And so taking concepts that are anime adjacent and or that are, you know, about anime as a as a medium or manga as a medium rather than the show itself um, or taking ruminations on the show itself and how it relates to other other uh, media or whatever, um, making that kind of content available for you guys so you can really dive into more stuff. Um, Also, putting it out as a blog so that you can have access to anime content in a different format in addition to the podcast and the YouTube stuff. Um, the other aspect of that is we're adding another show to our roster, but it's not going to be another rotating episode. We're still keeping just four series running at all times on our show. And um, the fifth show uh, is actually going to be a manga, I guess, although I did watch some of the episodes. And um, yeah. I'm going to so, be watching the episodes and reaction videos of it. So it's, you're going to be able to get both sides of the content. Yeah, and so that is going to be coverage of the series Bleach. Um, That way we're actually covering two of the big three. Um, We'll get Naruto and Bleach, and um, One Piece will just be out there being super popular and the only one still going. Yeah. I guess, again, with the exception of Boruto, which is not quite the same. So, um, yeah, so our website, foreversummerproduction.com, That's going to start to house the blog posts that are available to everyone. The Patreon page is going to house some blog posts that will be available just to Patreon subscribers. You will be able to see what blog posts are available on both platforms. So if you are unsure if you'd like to read something on the Patreon, um, you can look and you'll find out what articles are available there and see if it piques your interest um, enough to become a Patreon subscriber so that you can read it. Uh, but there's going to be content releasing on both of those. And if you'd like to follow Bleach, that's a Patreon only. Yep. Cool. Anything else you want to go over? I just wanted to let you know that I'm like three episodes into Wolverine the Long Night, and it's so oh good. I love uh. it. it. It makes me think of um, the Black Tapes, but it doesn't make me roll my eyes. Like, the Black mm-hmm. Tapes is good but it's really heavy-handed and it 
it ended up, I listened to a lot of it, but it, ultimately I got off the Black Tapes train because it just, it got too heavy handed and it was too much like writing towards a season ending in a sort of arbitrary way. And people just weren't talking like people and Wolverine the Long Night, it's the same thing. It's, it is documentary audio footage style podcast storytelling um, it's also based in the X-Men universe, which if you know anything about me or have listened to us talk about it on the show, I am crazy about the X-Men. I love them. And so even though Wolverine is not my favorite X-Men, I'm excited that there's something about the X-Universe that I can dig into in addition to J. Miles X-Plane the X-Men and Battle of the Atom. But uh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't started watching it... um now or listening is, to it. Now is actually the or sorry, listening to it. Um now is actually the perfect time. Um and do it because uh you respect the legend that we lost this week. Um Yeah, uh, that's true. I, I didn't even think I about got, that. Uh, I got so upset. Uh I got like misty eyed when I was like looking through um yeah. the posts about it. But uh if you don't know yet, um if you've been under a rock somehow or if you're like a hardcore anime fan but don't give a shit about anything else um stanley died this week um i guess it's is, like two weeks ago as of you listening to this show but it's this week for us yeah it was it was fucked up um and yeah it's, i mean it's and, it's one of those things like you you know when somebody gets i mean he was 95 years old right so it's it's one of those things that it's not really a surprise but it still hits like a surprise and it yeah. still hurts because, you know, just because you can prepare yourself for a loss doesn't mean that the loss doesn't hurt. And yeah. it's funny. I saw this dude on Instagram that I follow who's a he's like a cosplayer and he does a lot of Marvel and a lot of I guess a lot of DC as well, but a lot of Marvel. And he posted something that really resonated with me, which was basically like it's been hard for me to reconcile what it means that I'm so hurt over the loss of a stranger. But the the stories that this person told were relatable. I could see myself in those stories and they showed us that like different people could be heroes. And his post was a lot more than that, but I think that was sort of the core of it. And it really resonated with me because, you know, I, I like Stan Lee as a person and I like what he brought um, I'm reading 60s comics right now, and they're not great, but they're actually starting to get good. I'm in 1968, and they're, they're starting to turn a corner, and a lot of the shit that I don't like is starting to go away. There's some bad stuff in there. There's some yellow panic and some other racist stuff that I think is largely a product of the times. There's a lot of sexism that, again, I think is a product of the times. But if you look at the heroes, they stand for justice that would hold up in today's society. And... I remember reading, uh, it was a couple of months ago now, but it was from like the mid 60s. There's an issue where they are attacked by basically a xenophobic racist group and Captain America stands up to them and talks about how that kind of behavior is not acceptable in America, which is, I mean, it felt like aside from the writing style being really dated, that, that story felt like it could have been written now given our current political climate in America and how much racism and xenophobia we're dealing with openly in our society right now and how horribly wrong it is to be those things and stanley wasn't for it and his heroes weren't for it and they were for us and for us means for everybody 
We're people of all different shapes and colors and genders and sexualities and religions and whatever. And that's awesome. And they talked about how like, you know, superheroes are kind of our modern myths, but I don't think I ever really thought about how superhero creators are modern myths too. And I think Stanley's yeah. one of those. Yeah. So an Excelsior salute to you, Stanley. Yeah. Um, as Enough we said, jump right? in, as we jump into our previously on episodes of, uh, Naruto. So yeah. previously on, uh, Naruto and Gara are fighting. That's all you yeah. need, right? <laughs> yeah, so Gara has started to turn into sort of a sand monster thing. Naruto showed up to help his friends. They're still around, but they're not really going to do anything of import this episode. Um, Yashimaru is a dude from Gara's past. He has been having some flashbacks alongside the action, as if you have ever watched Naruto or read it, you know happens pretty much all the time. Um, I mean, what better way to reminisce about your youth than in the middle of a life-or-death struggle, right? <laughs> So Yashimaru, uh, he anime was... fuckers anime. <laughs> Yashimaru was uh, Gara's uncle, and um, he was kind of taking care of Gara and teaching him about love and about recovering from pain. But then uh, suddenly, it turns out that Gara was uh, the target of an assassination attempt. Gara fought back, mortally wounding that person, and it, that person turned out to be Yashimaru. And we're gonna get a little bit of an explanation of that here at the top also in the background is orochimaru versus sarutobi that is going to finally be resolved at the end of our coverage today and we'll do the yep. deal with the fallout of that next week but suffice it to say orochimaru is a bad guy sarutobi is also known as the hokage the third hokage specifically which is like the ninja president of the leaf village and they have been locked in a pretty much not moving struggle against each other. Sarutobi is trying to pull Orochimaru's soul out of his body so that he dies and uh, at the cost of Sarutobi's life. Orochimaru is has run Sarutobi through with a sword that he's controlling telepathically, basically, and is trying to weaken Sarutobi enough that he cannot complete his task, and they have been locked in that struggle for like six episodes. Cool. So, here we go. Um, episode 77 of Naruto, Light versus Dark, The Two Faces of Gaara. Um, the first of this these episodes that we're going to be covering today, um, the, it is by far the slowest of all of the episodes. Um, this is because, the flashback episode, mostly. Yeah. There is a lot of flashing back, and one of the it's things that... It's a good flashback. Me, it's fine. Um, it's like... I, I got a little bit annoyed just because it, it felt like it was rehashing something that I saw in the episode before so much. Um, well, it, it gave, yeah, to be fair, I was like, didn't we cover this already? And I just assumed that we hadn't. Uh, but I don't, you know, it's hard for me to know without looking back. And it's been like six weeks since we watched Naruto last. It's hard yeah. to know without looking back how much of it was a rehash and how much of it is just stuff that I already know because I've watched Naruto before. Yeah. So the biggest thing that we're going to learn in this flashback um, is going to be that uh, Yashimaru has been struck down by Gara. Um, Gara lashed out at um, an assassin that was trying to take him down, only to be unmasked and revealed that it is Yashimaru. Yashimaru is the brother of uh, Gara's mom um, who, who died, died during childbirth. Yeah. Giving and birth so to Gara. He, he sort of blames Gara for taking her life because she didn't want she he reveals that his mother 
didn't want to have him. She had him out of necessity for the village and because she was forced to yeah. by the Kazikage. Because um, the Kazikage is the ninja president of the village hidden in the sand, which is where Gara is from. Mm-hmm. And that is also Gara's dad. So basically there was like a line of succession type of thing kind of sort of going on and they needed a kid. And so that's why they had Gara. and yeah. And Yashimaru, he's his uncle, but he kind of hates him for this, but he's been mortally wounded and he's just gonna smear shit on the walls of Gara's brain on the way out because oh, yeah. <laughs> in addition to telling him this, he says that the name Gara is basically like a mark of his mother's grudge against the village. And basically like his whole identity is this like hateful murderous mark on his own personal history. He also lets him know that Gara, he, the reason he tried to kill Gara was because his father put a hit out on him. And Gara is like, oh, so it wasn't your fault. You had no choice. And Yashimar is like, no, no, no. I chose to do this. I could have said no. <laughs> I just hate you. He is just like bull in China shopping his way out of Gara's emotional well-being. Oh, yeah. And his last sort of fuck you to Gara is that he's going to open up his shirt and reveal that he's got a whole bunch of bomb tags attached to him. And he's just yeah. going to fucking explode to try to kill Gara one last time. And then it's going to reveal that Gara did not take the hit. He was protected by the sand that surrounded him. There is a badass sequence where, like, uh, Gara is, like, marking his own forehead with, like, that hatred thing that he has on his forehead. What does no, it, say? it says does... love. Oh, sorry. It says love, yeah, but it's, it's out of hatred. It's, like, yeah, dramatic irony. Yeah. And he, like, he, 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 like swirls the sand around him in a really cool way and it has this moment where it like lashes out um and it's like it's like striking everything around him inside of uh like this rooftop that he's on and then it stops and then it's just like really still for a second and then it just like cuts back to gara and like all of his crying is done and he's just this acceptance of who he is and what he is and then we're back to the present Yeah, he basically breaks in this moment. Like, he is essentially a lonely, innocent child who nobody wants to be friends with because he has a monster inside of him and because he's the president's son. And now his uncle, who he thought loved him, has tried to kill him, has confirmed that he did it because he hates him, that his mother didn't really love him but hated him, that his name is a representation of her hate, that his father tried to have him killed. He has no one. And he snaps, and this is when he's going to talk more in this episode about his philosophy, which is essentially that you should love only yourself and you should work only for your own survival. And that in that moment, he decided that his the way that he could find love for himself was to kill people that were not himself. And that's yeah. what brought us to today. Yeah. So uh, Naruto decides that he is not going to be able to fight Gara on his own. Um, it becomes more and more obvious um, in the moments where he tries to attack Gara, and Gara just hits him even while he's distracted in his sort of uh, madness. Um, he can still strike Naruto away like he's a fly. Um, so Naruto's like, okay, well, I need to summon this frog that I was taught to summon. Um, so he That's tries a, to a and... giant monster, like kaiju size 
frog named Gamabunta, so he's going to try and yeah. summon him. But he doesn't end up doing that. He ends up summoning um, his his Gamabunta's one of his sons. I'm assuming. Um, yeah, his name's Gamakichi. He's he's pretty small. He's yeah, like he's, I don't know, maybe up to Naruto's knee, and Naruto's a twelve year old kid, so he's not very tall either. Yeah, so he um, he gets struck at by Gara. Um, he he picks up this frog. He saves them. This is important. Um, and then That's he gets true. away. Um, uh, Save the frog. We're, we're basically in the next episode now. So uh, episode seventy eight is Naruto's Ninja Handbook. Um, well, why there's it is called that? <laughs> there's a good beat at the end of seventy seven. I don't know if you were going to cover this in seventy eight, but it. It technically happens in 77, and it's one of the best things about Naruto as a character, and one of the best reasons that Gara is his is one of his best villains, which is that Naruto looks at Gara's eyes, which are now transformed into the monster eyes, and he determines that he has eyes that are lonely. And he thinks back to his childhood. And if you don't remember, Naruto also has a monster inside of him. He has the nine-tailed fox, also known as the Kyuubi. And this monster was put inside of him when he was a baby. It ostracized him from everybody because they were afraid of him because he had this monster and they weren't supposed to tell him that he had this monster. It was a secret from him for a long time. And so he was ostracized because people couldn't talk to him about what was going on and they hated him for it. And he realizes that he has a monster just like Gara, and that he was going to become a monster just like Gara. But then he was saved by having mentors that looked out for him and friends that came into his life. And that because they are so similar to Gara, he must be the most hateful and hated person because they are just one happenstance away from being the same. Yeah. So this episode um, is going to involve a lot of fighting back and forth. Um the first thing that's going to happen is Naruto is going to use some of his clones to plant bombs on Gara. Um, he he's kind of figuring that the only way that he's going to be able to take him down is with trickery. Um, Sasuke at the same time is telling him that he needs to just get fucking Sakura and fucking run um, because he knows that he is far more powerful than Naruto in this moment. Um, and that he is just getting more and more powerful. Um, if you don't know that from them having this whole conversation, there is also one of the other San Shinobi. I uh, kind of always forget her name, but she's uh, going to be Tamari is going to be standing in the distance, just giving us a play by play of what, ha- what's happening with Gara at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, Oh, Ooh, this is he's with mad. <laughs> Oh no, Gara is uh, sifting into this perfect, uh, what is it, perfect... It's like perfect possession, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, So, this is happening, and there's a lot of fights back and forth, and then Naruto starts to summon a shit ton of chakra, and you're just like, oh... Finally, he's going to be like, uh, you know, he's going to do the thing that he did when he was on the bridge fighting against like the, you know, the ice ninja before. And he's just going to go like full on Fox. No, no, no. He's going to release all this chakra and then just make a shit ton of clones out of himself. And a then just lot mob. of clones. He's just going to mob Gara all at the same time. And that seems to sort of work. <laughs> yeah, it basically works, except that Gara has the ability to keep transforming and 
if it hadn't been for that, he probably would have won right here. Naruto would have won. But because Gara has further to go, he is able to bounce back from this. So Naruto beats the shit out of him with yeah. just... I mean, he calls it his Naruto 2, 2K barrage, like they're as though there's 2,000 Naruto's punching you, or maybe 1,000 punching you twice. But because he's he then he's like, I'm going to hit you again, but this time I'm going to kick you. I'm going to call it my 4K barrage. And I'm like, all right, sit down. But <laughs> but Gara instead finally turns into the full Shukaku form, but not the perfect possession just yet. But the full Shukaku form is kaiju-sized. He is giant, like, many times taller than tall trees. And this is a problem. Mm -hmm. So Naruto is going to be enveloped by sand. um, And right before it crushes him, um, he is going to summon again with all of his chakra that he possibly can summon Gamabunta. Um, Gamabunta is going to come to his aid um and rip out of that like sand coffin that was surrounding him and he appears on top of Gamabunta's head there's going to be some uh some of them trying to make a joke here where he sees like Shikaku and Stop he's trying like, to be funny yeah he's like i'm not going to fight for you because why would i fight this giant demon and then his son is just like he saved me and he's just like well if he saved you then i uh, might as well fight so okay, I was so like, there's like you knew this was going to happen, you assholes. <laughs> there's a different bit of comedy that I thought you were referencing, and I hate it. I actually like that part because it fits in with Gamabunta's personality. Yeah. And but uh, there's also there's a flashback when Naruto pulls on all his chakra. Sasuke thinks back to Naruto when they first began their training, like when they did that whole like try to get the bells from Kakashi deal way back in like episode four or something. This is episode 78, so it's been a a minute, but anime usually releases about an episode a week um, in in at least the normal release schedule, which Naruto was a part of. So it's been just over a year, and they showed flashbacks, which was literally just footage from those episodes. Like, they didn't redo it. And it looked washed out and, and, like, shaky, like, really rigid movements and not a lot of frames per second compared to this animation and this isn't even the really good animation that we talk about some of the best fights of naruto they like kick the mm-hmm. animation budget up a lot and it becomes really beautiful and flowing this is not yeah. that and it, it still puts that year ago in naruto time to shame which yeah. i thought was fascinating because i don't think of these episodes as having particularly good animation but they definitely have improved yeah. Um so the next thing that is going to happen um is when they decide when he decides he's going to fight for him uh one of the coolest fight sequences that is going to happen in this episode um is the fi- the giant like kaiju fight. Um you know it's we don't get to see these very often in early Naruto. Um you're going to see yeah. this and- uh a total of I I think I think one more three time. times. No. I think you see it two more times before the time jump. Um, Which, I remember the Sanin, but what other time? Um, there's going to be a Sanin fight, and then I thought we I thought we also had um, the first fight between um, uh, Fox Cloak and uh, Rochimaru. Or does that not happen no, until that's, the time jump? No, that's Shippuden. Oh, uh, shit. I, I get yeah. my fucking time 
Anyways. Um, yeah, there's only one more kaiju fight. And then in Naruto Shippuden, there's going to be a lot of kaiju fights. And that is, I think, some fairly valid criticism of Naruto, which is mm-hmm. that it sort of leaves behind the clever ninjas out-clevering each other for victory and moves into the my energy blasts and monsters are bigger than yours territory. Yeah. But for now, it's pretty novel and it's pretty great. Yeah. Anyways, um, they're going to get into a fight. It's going to happen pretty quickly. Um, the first thing that is going to happen is that uh, Shikaku is going to get his arm cut off. Uh, Shikaku, again, is the giant... Uh, they, he, I think they call him, like, um, a raccoon demon. Um, he's like this giant uh, He's a monster. tanuki. It's, um, it's raccoon-like, but it's mythical. It's a, if you've played Mario, the... The suit with the raccoon tail that lets you fly, that's a tanuki. It's, yeah. I don't think it's a real animal. I believe it's mythological. Um, but it's really similar to a raccoon in like shape and design. So he's going to pull out his... Uh, the giant frog is going to pull out his sword, put it underneath Shikaku's arm, and it push up on it a little bit just to like cut in for a second, and then jump. And when he jumps, it slices off his arm in this really crazy way. In the fact that, like, his arm, like, flips through the air a couple of times and then slams into the ground. And you just see, like, um, the rest of this conversation where he's just like, uh, you know, they think they have the complete upper hand while flying through the air on this giant frog. It is a pretty solid piece of fighting in um in like shonen anime they also yeah. take a they do a really good job of expressing how insane this is that these two giant things are fighting because they keep on cutting down to the normal sized people that are underneath and they're just like rattling or they get air blasts from it um the, in a minute there's going to be a fight uh, a, a part of the fight where they're shooting air blasts at well Chicago's shooting air blasts and the giant frog is shooting at water blasts. And when they collide with each other, it makes like a, a torrential rainstorm and you see all the other ninja get uh, drenched by it. Um, it's cool. So they do a, a cool job of that. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I thought the blast exchange lasted a lot longer because that stands out really heavily in my mind because yeah. it's baller and it doesn't last that long, but it's really sweet. Yeah. So the next thing that is going to happen, though, is um, he is going to notice that um, that Gara has floated up to the surface of uh, Shikaku's forehead, and he is going to um, mention that he looks like he is very tired, and there's a lot like lots of bags underneath his eyes, and there's like this rings around his eyes that look like he is insomniatic. And the reason why is we find out that the demon that is in, inhabiting him, one of the things that it does is it eats away at your personality while you sleep. So you can never fully go to sleep. So people that are possessed by this, um, by this Kyobi, um, are, are not Kyobi or giant Ichibi. monster, whatever the, Ichibi, yeah. whatever, um, whatever one that is attached to Gara has the unique, uh, ability ability to steal you pieces of yourself while you sleep. So you turn into basically a crazy person because your personality is so 
like wild and uh, unpredictable, and which is something that actually happens to insomniatic people. They they tend to fly off the handle and have mood swings, um, and they have a lot more trouble controlling themselves. And that's just because your brain sort of starts to break down when you don't yeah, sleep. Yeah, you need um, sleep. Yeah, otherwise you start, you will actually start like taking brain damage if you don't sleep for too long. Um, and this might be something that's been happening to Gara almost his entire life um, from yeah. realizing what's going on. So that's why he he's, he you know, acts as crazy as he does, you know? Yeah. And so the, the problem now is that Gara looks like he's going to sleep. And the issue that that brings is that Shukaku is out. He's in his giant kaiju form. And if Gara goes to sleep, Gara is no longer asserting any of his control over the situation. So Shukaku, this demon, will come forth and be in charge. And pretty mm-hmm. much as Gamabunta explains this to Naruto, they just watch Gara fall asleep. And then yep. <laughs> Shukaku starts talking and has a voice of his own instead of Gara speaking for him. And this is when they start trading air and water bullets. And it's bitchin'. Yeah. And then the last thing that's going to happen in this episode is that he's like, you need to wake Gara up because I do not think that I can fight him in this state. Um, we can, and he's uh, getting up- increasingly powerful. He's super strong. And Gamakunta yeah. is a giant toad. Shukaku is a demon. And he has like unlimited reserves of power. And Gamabunta is just like a really massive non-human ninja. Yeah. Um, and he knows that he's not going to be able to win this fight. If, uh, if he doesn't wake Gara up, he is going to lose and he's going to lose very quickly. Um, so he, uh, decides that the only way that he's going to be able to do it is he's going to have to hold Shikaku still. And then he is going to, uh, have, um, uh, Naruto jump out and hit Gara so that he can wake him up. Um, he does this by transforming Gamabunta into um, the fucking QB, so the giant fox, um, and grab and bite into Shikaku. And then uh, uh, Naruto jumps out of this form and slams his forehead into Gara's forehead. And there is one of the. I, I know cool shit's happened in the show so far, but when I was watching this the first time, I have like a real real memory of this fight and being so fucking hyped for it and when he hit Gara in the head and you see Shikaku's body just go like take the impact and then his whole body cracks and then just like breaks into a bunch of pieces I was just like fuck yes this is a show yeah. that I'm going to watch all of and like that is a a big memory of mine from original yeah. my first watch of Naruto well, I mean, this fight, if, if you break Naruto down, like the original Naruto, there's not actually that many story arcs, and there's not actually that many fights in them, but the fights are generally super memorable, because they're really good. Like, there's, Naruto gets shit on a lot, and I know that we watching it now have shit on it a lot, because there are a lot of things about its production quality or its storytelling that don't hold up on multiple viewings, or that don't hold up after so much time has passed. But at its core, Naruto is a good story told well. And that may not last throughout all of Shippuden, but right now, it's good. It has some pacing issues, but like if you want a cool anime where people have cool powers that they use against each other in cool fights, 
you could do a lot worse than Naruto. There is a reason it's one of the big three. Like, this yeah. was one of the untoppable... Like, you could not... This was too big to fail. Was this show, Bleach, and One Piece. And One Piece still fucking is. And, like, Bleach and Naruto kind of petered out in different ways and for different reasons. But right now, it's pretty much in its prime. Yeah. Anyways, um, we are going to um, go into episode 79. This is going to be our last episode of coverage for today. Uh, Beyond the Limit of Darkness and Light. Um, So here's the thing about this episode. Um, There's really nothing else to the fight between Gara and Naruto. Um, They're going to have this final moment where they're going to jump at each other and then punch each other out and then fall to the ground. There's a really sweet visual that they do where Gamabunta's sword has, is like crashed into the ground and it's reflective. So you see a shot of Gara, but half of him is cut off by the sword being in the way and showing Naruto matched up to him. And then they flip it and it, it's great because it's, again, these people are the same who just became different types of people due to random chance and so putting you know that visual metaphor there it works really well yeah anyways um so that happens and then there's the other important thing that's going to happen in this episode i will get to that in just a minute uh first and foremost we have to cover the uh the c storyline that is happening uh, it finally jumps itself up again, um, which is watching the parents of the kids fight with the exact same powers as the kids against each other in the Leaf Village. Um, yeah, you're like, oh, this is what these kids are going to be able to do later. Yeah, so uh, you get to see like a badass version of the Byakugan. Uh You get to see giant form dad be giant as well. And you also yeah, get to the see shadows. Like, yeah. That's really so, cool when, uh, what's his name, uh, Shikamaru's dad chokes out a dude with the shadow. That's so sweet. Yeah, so that happens, and that's, I would say it's it's not really important to the storyline of what's happening inside the show, except for you yeah. understand that the, the, what? the people coming inside of the village are being defeated. Yeah, that's, that's ultimately what's happened, is that Orochimaru is fighting Sarutobi, and Naruto is fighting Gara because they are part of an invading force that Orochimaru has launched into the village. And so these clips are kind of cool clips that are essentially establishing that the Leaf Village is fighting the invaders back. And pretty much by the end of this episode, they will have fought the invaders back completely such that the invasion is over. Mm -hmm. Anyways. And then there's our (laughs) B-plot. Yeah. So, wait, are you cutting back to... The A-pot is Naruto and, and Gara, right? Yeah. I, I okay. mean, this is this used to be our A-plot, and I guess you could argue that the second half of this episode, it's the A-plot again. Yeah. But for our coverage today, I would say it's the B-plot. Yeah. So, I would say that the biggest thing that we need to talk about is uh, sort of life-changing for the Naruto characters. Um, we see uh, the fight between Orochimaru and Sarutobi Sensei coming to a dramatic conclusion, uh, which we have basically already known it's coming to the same conclusion, except for we understand that Sarutobi is finally out of Chakra, and he is running on fumes and his soul, and he's like, I have to 
do something at this moment or I'm going to die without being able to take Orochimaru out at all. So he decides that a fitting end to uh, Orochimaru is not to kill him, but instead to take away the thing that has corrupted him, which is his um, his never-ending want for more jutsu. Um, so he has pulled out the soul arms that are attached to um, Orochimaru, and he cuts those off with the Reaper Blade, and then uh, Saratobi Sensei's soul and his uh, and his like the arms of Orochimaru get pulled into this giant Reaper um, and get eaten, and Saratobi is going to die while Orochimaru is standing there with his arms uh, like hanging to his sides, screaming at Saratobi, and Saratobi has like this beautiful moment where he's just like saying goodbye to the people around him and what he, they have learned from him and what they should take from him. And in this last moment where he's like closing his eyes, he sees uh, Orochimaru now screaming at him. And right before he closes his eyes, he sees like a young Orochimaru that's like looking up to him. Yeah. Really and he beautiful. sees Orochimaru screaming, but he doesn't hear him. And I, I yeah. love that touch too. Yeah, and so Orochimaru, he no longer has access to his jutsu, largely because his hands have turned to stone. So Orochimaru still has some abilities that he can use. Like, he has this... He can still kind of, like, stretch his neck out. Uh, He he can elongate it. He still has sort of snake-like properties. I believe he can still, like, um, eject the sword from his throat. But he can't do any of his other techniques... Because most techniques in the Naruto universe take hand signs, and now his hands are a statue. Yeah, and... he also puts it in a really cool way that I hadn't heard in a while, which is um, that Sarutobi says, I took away your ability to weave jutsu. And I'm like, that's oh, a yeah. cool way to put it. Yeah, um, that is cool. Instead of just like making hand signs for the sake of it, it's like you're you're forming the energy in a specific pattern. Yeah. Naruto is cool. It's not always great, but it's pretty good when it's good. And this is good. It's not always great, but it's always a show. Um, Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we have finished the invasion. It's not happening anymore. We finished the Gara fight. Naruto won. And we've now finished the Orochimaru and Hokage standoff with the Hokage dead and Orochimaru crippled. And that's the end of our coverage for today and the next time we get back to naruto we're gonna figure out what the village does now that their leader is dead yeah so uh stick with us uh after the credits and we will talk about what's happening next time blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions with sound editing done by rashad english of plain english productions he's our level six sound wizard level up Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, episode 39 through 42.
where they're going to fight a car, a stand, with the name of Wheel of Fortune. You get it? Because it's a car. It's a. It's got wheels. Blake, do you get it? Blake, do you get it? <laughs> <laughs>